Church. Today we're going to continue our summer series of soul care and we're going to talk about the spiritual discipline of simplicity. Now simplicity is the idea of reducing and making do with less in order to make room for what really matters. John Mark Comer defines simplicity as this. He says it's limiting the number of our possessions, expenses, activities, and social obligations to a level where we are free to live joyfully in the kingdom with Jesus. Now we're in a really unique time in history where with the current climate and circumstances, our schedules have been reduced. We've been forced to reduce the activities, the events, the programs, the times that we're spending with other people. And so that's been done for us. And I think now is a really, uh, it's really timely to be discussing simplicity as we begin to add things to our schedules and think about what we're going to continue and what patterns we're going to go back to and which ones we maybe will reduce. So today, as we talk about simplicity, I want to offer us three motivations for why we should practice simplicity in our lives. So the first motivation is investing in the kingdom of God. So Jesus speaks about the kingdom of God through his Sermon on the Mount, lots, and also just throughout his ministry on earth. But Jesus talks about investing in the kingdom of God because that's truly what matters. And if you're gonna make an investment, that's a worthwhile investment. And that's where you should be spending your time, your resources, your energies. And so Jesus speaks in Matthew 6. He talks about storing our treasures in heaven. So as far as our possessions or what we have or what we what we deem as important, he says to invest in the kingdom of God, to invest and store them in heaven where it's going to be secure and there's going to be a greater return on your investment. He also speaks in the on his Sermon on the Mount about provisions and he talks about in Matthew 6, 31 to 33, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and the rest will be given to you. He says, seek first the kingdom. And if you pursue the kingdom first, then you don't need to worry about what you'll eat or the possessions that you have. And so we don't need to accumulate wealth in order to uh, care for ourselves. And Jesus says, seek first the kingdom, put your priorities in order. And so we don't need to have the accumulation of possessions. And speaking to that as well, Jesus says that wealth becomes a significant obstacle in our life of faith and an obstacle as far as even entering the kingdom of God. Jesus says it's very difficult for someone with a lot of wealth and possessions. And so as we think about simplicity and the accumulation of things and the busyness of our lives, Jesus is saying, Don't spend time and investments over here, but instead be investing in things that truly matter, the kingdom of God. The second motivation is that when we practice simplicity, it actually leads to true abundance for us. When you think of your schedules and the amount of time and energy you spend on different programs or activities or events, our schedules fill up so quickly. And we are, we are encouraged to practice simplicity because it creates time for relationships that truly matter and that are, that are truly life-giving when we simplify our schedules. It also creates more focused and we become more focused and invested in the few things that we do get ourselves involved in. And so our, it becomes more streamlined and our energies become more efficiently directed towards our activities. And then lastly, it just creates more margin and it's we're less likely to burn out and it's more sustainable for our lifestyle and it's just healthier, healthier for us in the long run. And so when we practice simplicity, it leads to true abundance. 
in our schedules, as well as in our material possessions, we can so quickly become slaves to the industry, slaves to innovation and productivity and and to the industry and technology. And those things aren't inherently bad in and of themselves. But at what cost do we commit ourselves to them? And at what cost are we giving ourselves over to them? And we can practice simplicity by just living under our means. So rather than constantly maxing out what we are able to afford, we can live under our means and not fall for that great deception that when I have this thing, then I'll truly be happy. Because that's constantly elusive we will never reach that and if we do reach that thing that we're striving for it's elusive because the bar just moves further and the the bar just constantly gets heightened and we just constantly want more things and so we can't we want to live under our means and live simply paul speaks to this in philippians and he is thanking he's thanking the church of philippi and he's saying thank you for those gifts thank you for the things that you provided for me but then he says this in uh, Philippians 4, verse, starting in verse 12. He says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or an empty one, with plenty or with little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. We've heard that verse often, this, the, that for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, but rarely in context. And so Paul is speaking in the context of, of contentment, and he's saying that I can do all these things with Christ. I don't need all of these possessions. I don't need all these this abundance because I can do with little. And because of the little, if I trust God in these situations, I can do a lot. And so we don't need, when we practice simplicity, it can truly, truly live in abundance. And that, it can be really hard to believe. I think this one's quite countercultural because society is constantly telling us that we need more to do more and we need more to be more. But we can live in simplicity and a contentment in ourselves and our identity in Christ and we don't need to buy into that societal norm. The last one, the last motivation is when we live with simplicity, it actually leads to the sanctity and the protection of the earth, of others, and of ourselves. So just looking at the clothing industry alone, it has incredibly detrimental impacts on our on the environment. The clothing industry is the second worst contributor to global pollution and most of our clothes end up in a landfill and the average person throws out 80 pounds of clothes. So think about that for a little bit. That's a lot of clothes. And not only is it detrimental to the earth and the impacts to the environment, but when we when we accumulate a ton of stuff and when we buy into the industry, into the lies of society, it actually hurts human rights. And there are a lot of uh, workers across the world and 98% of them don't actually earn a living wage. And the majority of those workers are women. And this fast fashion industry that makes clothes cheap because it doesn't pay people properly and then ships it overseas and we buy it, but it's on trend. And so it constantly just gets cycled because it's suddenly irrelevant and then it ends up in a landfill and the cycle continues. So we don't want to be buying into those into those lies and into that pattern of society. It also, by living simplicity, it protects us and our mental health. The average person sees over 6,000 ads a day. And that makes a huge impact on your mental health because these ads, if you look at a car commercial, 
it's not just a picture of a car. They they sell an environment. They 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 tap into your emotional psyche. And this car is traversing the terrain, and it's going up a mountain, and then a family just pops out, and then there's a fire, and they're overlooking this mountainside or the northern lights or whatever it might be. But they're they're selling you an experience, and they're telling you over and over and over again that if you don't have that, if you don't have this possession, then you can't have this experience or you can't be happy. And so these ads are constantly telling. Telling us if we let them that we're not good enough or that if we don't have these things then we're not measuring up and so that can become very detrimental to our mental health so simplicity can fight against that and simplicity can counteract that and balance that so those are the three motivations so investing in what in what truly matters the kingdom of God that simplicity, the second one is simplicity actually leads to true imbu- true abundance. And then it, the third motivation is that simplicity protects the earth, others, and ourselves. I want to leave you with some practical steps because that's a lot. And it's just a quick overview of the idea of simplicity in our lives and practicing that sp- spiritual discipline. So some practical steps. The first one is just come out on Wednesday to our virtual Zoom. You can sign in and get the information from our church app. And we would, yeah, I'd love to discuss with you and just hear some of your thoughts on these topics and to to discuss. And then another practical step is the idea of money and just a position, a posture of generosity towards our money and acquiring possessions for their usefulness and not for their status and being mindful of where we're investing our money. And then the last one, another example is just going through your closet and purging items that you maybe don't need and not just adding to the pollution in landfills, but to create piles of clothes you're going to keep, ones that you're going to give away, so repurposing them, ones that you're maybe going to sell, and then the final pile is ones that you're going to give away. And also you can have a pile of stuff that you're just not sure about yet and you can let it sit for a while and then determine where you're going to allot those things later. So just going through your possessions and making being uh, aware of what you actually have and what you're using. And you can also do the same thing for your schedule. You can look at your schedule and purge out the things that maybe aren't adding, um, that aren't really life-giving and that maybe aren't uh, just worth your time and maybe you wanna invest your energies into a few more specific activities. So simplicity begins with the posture of your heart and all these outward actions and behaviors don't really do us any good unless we truly embrace it in our hearts and let Jesus transform us and motivate us from the inside out. So I want to leave you with a a prayer and a verse for you to sit with and just contemplate uh, where this is landing for you today. And so I'll be reading Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 from the message. And I just invite you to listen with me. You can close your eyes and just be praying with me. But just thinking of what is Jesus saying to you through this verse? Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So may God's peace go with you this week as you practice simplicity. And I hope to see you on Wednesday night. Hi, I'm Tyler Friesen. It's good to be with you this morning. 
Please join me in worship to our holy God and risen King. Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever save Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Oh, we live for you Holy, there is no one like you There is none beside you Open up my eyes in wonder And show me who you are And fill me with your heart And lead me in your love To those around me Jesus, the name above every other Jesus, the only one who could ever save Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Oh, we live for you Holy, there is no one like you There is none beside you Open up my eyes and Yeah.